We've all been hurt. We all carry scars. We can all overcome these things and be healed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's build that relationship together right here. Welcome to Healing Scars with Pastor Burton. Hey everybody, welcome back to the sanctuary. So good to have you with us. And if you're new, let me just be the first to say, welcome. So not that long ago, my wife and I, we we finished watching a movie about Vikings. Now, I know it's fake, but it got me to thinking. Something, This I'm going to talk about something here. It, it, this didn't happen when I was in the service, okay? Um, but today, you see and you hear it a lot, uh, especially with active duty servicemen and women, veterans, first responders, and, and, and the like. You know, they, they use this term, till Valhalla, all the time. You see it plastered everywhere. Uh, I, I saw I saw a, a sticker on a car, uh, j- you know, just you know, on the road earlier today, even. You know, especially when someone passes away. Many professing Christians at that, you know, and and it's something, you know, as Christians, this isn't something that we should be saying. We should not be saying it at all. Now, I know. There's a lot out there who are probably saying right now, you know, hey, it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Come on. You know, I'm here to tell you, yes, it does. You know, it, it originates from Norse mythology, you know, or as they viewed it at the time, you know, their their religion. You know, just like the Romans, the Greeks and many other pagan cultures that, you know, they worshipped these false idols, these false gods. And, and, and as we discussed not that long ago, the Bible tells us not to worship any other gods or idols, nor are we to make any. It. It's in the Ten Commandments and several places throughout the Bible. And we're going to talk about uh, that and a few other things here today. You know, now this in turn brought something else to mind. Something else that we see regularly. I already mentioned, you know, bumper stickers, you know, seeing things on a car. You know, I, I, I got a, I have a, a coworker at my day job even that, and we're, we're going to get into this even, you know, uh, and I'm going to be dating myself a bit here. You know, this used to be something that you'd see occasionally, you know, you, once in a while you'd see a bumper sticker here and there. Now you see them all the time. You know, um, there's cars, they're absolutely covered in them. You know, several of them. I mean, you might as well not even have the paint on the car because there's so many stickers sometimes, even on the windows, you know. Um, and, and there's one out there specifically, you know, that, that stuck out over the years. And you've probably seen it. I have a co- Like I said, I have a co-worker who has this specific sticker on their car. Uh, it uses various religious symbols to spell out the word coexist. Now, generally... I don't say anything. Why? Because I'm in my car. I'm driving down the road to my own destination. So I'm minding my own business. I'm I'm not uh, the kind of guy who's going to start a road rage incident, you know, and upset somebody next to me by rolling down my window and be like, hey, you know what that sticker is? You know, however, I recently had somebody make the comment to me, you know, when we were discussing this, that, that they liked the idea, which led to a conversation. You know, and, and it's a friendly reminder that anything that you say 
can be used in a sermon, with some exceptions, of course. All right, uh, I'm not going to violate anyone's privacy or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it's certain things can absolutely lead to a conversation. Things that you say, things that you do that are public knowledge. You know, hey, guess what? It's there. You know, and it's one of those things you don't have to agree with me on. But please hear me out. Um, you know, do, uh, you know, nothing I'm going to say here is is uh, meant to in hate, hateful,ness or anything like that. All right. Now, the idea is this sticker in question. You know, the the idea is that it is a statement that everyone should get along. Everyone should get along. You know, world peace, that sort of thing, and. I, 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 will, I, I will concede here some that the idea of that is nice. And wouldn't we all like peace? I, th- I think we would. You know, it's something that we all pray for the world over. You know, uh, so the idea itself, it is, it is pretty nice. However, what most people don't know, because they've never thought to look it up, they don't know anything about, you know, what else is going on here, you know, is that going back to the very beginning this very thing that we're talking about, this sticker itself, has been covered and filled with sin. What do you mean? Well, you can actually look this up. The, the original piece itself was designed by a Polish man for an art contest in the attempt to win a hefty prize. The original piece itself only actually consisted of about three symbols. The rest were letters. Soon after that, though, there is somebody who took a, a liking to what he did. And without his permission, they stole his piece and reworked it into their own. And it's been reworked by several others uh, since then for the sole purpose of making money. Imagine that. From its beginning, it was chasing that almighty dollar. Now, all this in turn, of course, led to several legal battles. Bringing us all back full circle here. You know, now you can understand part of why I'm not a big fan of this particular sticker. To make matters worse, the depiction and the narrative that it's trying to push is that all religions lead to God. They don't. When you look at it, you will find pagan symbols as well as Islamic. Buddhism is represented. Even Siddhartha Gautama himself said that he was not God and did not want to be worshipped as such. But what's happened since he's passed on? You know, you know. I think we've all heard the term, you know, rolling over in their grave. Pretty sure this would this would uh, fit that case, you know. Then you have Islam in here, which claims to be a religion of peace. Yet when you look at the Quran, uh, you know it says in the book of Surah that it, you know to to kill non-believers. And, and there's so much more there that we get into. We're we're not going to, um, but there, there's a lot there. Plus all the other idols and symbols that are represented. So very much, you know, we need to be aware of what we're looking at, what we're hearing, what we're saying, and what we're representing ourselves. There are a ton of false religions out there. More 
than just what's depicted in this particular instance. All conflicting. Throughout the Bible, God has told us and warned us not to worship any other God. We see it in Joshua, Deuteronomy, Exodus, 1st and 2nd Kings, Jeremiah, even in the Psalms, we're warned. You know, I, I mentioned this earlier in Exodus. You know, this is handed down as a commandment. And in a later chapter, it goes into even more detail as to why this is important. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, the Bible makes it clear when it says, No one can have, I'm sorry, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Now, while yes, this particular verse is talking about money, it is also calling out idols and idolatry, also known as false gods. Another way of saying the devil's many faces and representatives that are set on pulling you away from God. And those who do not know, they love to say things like, but we're all God's children. Sure, sure we are. If by that you mean that at one point we all belong to the devil because we didn't know Christ, because we didn't have a relationship with Jesus, because we hadn't been saved yet and become Christians yet. However, once you do know Christ and you are a follower, you have that relationship with him, you have been saved by him, everything changes. You are no longer a slave, but freed by the blood of Jesus Christ and as such adopted into God's family. That's right, adopted into God's family. Contra- contrary to popular belief, not everyone is a child of God. God is the father only to Christians. Now you say, contrary to popular belief, not everyone is a child of God. Many out there are servants to the God of this world. The Bible tells us that is the devil. You have to be adopted into God's family, and that comes by way of becoming a Christian, by way of coming to know Jesus and following him. John chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. They weren't children of God yet. He gave the right to become children of God. And in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1-10, through 10, the Bible says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, 
we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. The Bible is telling us very clearly here, in depth, that we are not all God's children. Many belong to the God of this world, the devil, and they don't even know it, and that God's children are separate. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, the Bible carries on to say, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. It's explaining that those who belong to the devil and the Antichrist will not listen to Christians. They don't want to hear anything about Jesus. Their focus is on the world, worldly matters, and all of its temporary joys and riches. All those things that will eventually fade away, leaving them empty and dead inside. Dead. And the dead aren't even aware that they're dead yet. You could look at them as the living dead. Now you could try to talk to them about Jesus. However, you're not going to get very far. Why? Because it comes from that mentality that the devil has given them and trained them up in that needs to be broken that says I'm a good person I have a pretty good life 
I don't have a need for them, so I'm going to be just fine without them. This is a grave error. Pray for these people. Pray for the world to come to know Jesus while they still can. You know, the world's caught up in all this pageantry with false idols. As Christians, we have hope, we have empowerment, and we have joy in knowing that Jesus is the way. We like to rejoice in this for ourselves, as well we should. And we like to rejoice in this for those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God. However, instead of staying wrapped up in this blessing and these gifts, we need to remember those who are not. We need to keep about keep a keep a mind uh, for them as well. Think about those people that you know, those relatives, those friends, those coworkers, those acquaintances who don't know Jesus. Those people who are all wrapped up and and all the this these false idols. Like I said till Valhalla coexist and all this other nonsense. Even sports. You know, or in TV shows and, you know, going out and, you know, clubbing and drinking and all this other stuff. The, the stuff that takes front and center stage in their lives. What have you done to introduce these people that you know to Jesus? What have you, what have you done to let them see his light in you? You know, all, all these things in the world, Tilvahala, coexist, whatever, you know, nonsense that the woke movement is pandering to, you know, without even knowing anything about it. Oh, I stand with this. I stand with that. You know, uh, you know, it reminds me uh, of uh, that movie. Um, gosh, can't think of it now. I think it came out in the, the early, or I'm sorry, it's like the late 80s or the early 90s. It's, it's called PCU. And. Uh, you know, there's a scene where these students they show up and you know and they're they they're they're trying to well basically they're getting these guys to protest and these these students they show up and they have their own markers and they have their own blank signs. Some of them pop up like an umbrella because this group they're ready to just protest whatever is put in front of them at the time. They don't need a reason to protest, just to protest it. You know, whatever's, you know, whatever the, you know they can do to buck the system, you know, or stick it to the man, if you would. You know, these mindless sheep that are wandering around without without a shepherd. You know, we we like to think of all the freedoms that we have, and then we take them for granted. Those arguments that we're living in a democracy or a constitutional republic, etc., etc. You know, people forget that this isn't how heaven works. That once we're adopted into God's family, we have a different way to live. And that is His way, not our way. It is God's way or the highway. Matthew 7, verse 14, the Bible says, But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. it it's really, you know, it's, it's a lonely path in the view of the world. The one less traveled. 
However, for those of us who come to know Jesus, who have the Holy Spirit residing within us, we know that we're never truly alone. And that's comforting. But for those who don't know Jesus, those who continue in the way of the world, those blindly following the main pack without hearing the shepherd, you know, they don't know. They think it's lonely because they buy into the lies of the, of the devil, of Satan. You know, those, you know, these are the people, they don't find Jesus until death has reached them and it's too late. Matthew 7, verse 23, Jesus says this, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew from, knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. It's too late at that point. There's no praying for them at this point. It's too late. There's no one that will intercede or can intercede at this point. And the Bible makes that clear. Too many people have this mindset of, you know what, I'm going to cross that bridge when I get to it. However, the Father has warned us that if we don't know the cross now, if we don't know Jesus now, and we're not covered by his blood now, while we're here in this life, then it's going to be too late when we go over to that other realm. It won't exist. This is why we have been given the Great Commission. As many of you recall, I spoke at great length as to what that is earlier this year. You know, if you didn't catch that, um, you know, look back in the podcast. It's recorded there or shoot me a message even. I'll, you know, I'll show you where to find it in the Bible or explain it to you. Um, you know, whatever we need to do. Um, but this is something that we need to respond to. We need to respond to the Great Commission. And by respond, I mean we need to act on it. Jesus didn't say, hey, by the way, if you feel up to it, go do this. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, he said, go and do it. Not only that, but that he'd be with us in doing so. Family, we're short on time. It's one thing that we're not guaranteed. Time. Which is what makes this so much more important. It is so much more important that we act on what we've been told to do now. On what God has told us to do now. I will remind you, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we are all called. Let me remind you, you are loved, you are blessed, you know what's coming. And, and, and I mentioned this once before, Penn Gillette, you know, he, he's a professed atheist himself. And he once said, how much must you hate someone to not tell them? He's actually encouraging evangelism. This is a tremendous point from a professed non-believer. And we are called to love. So go and love on your neighbor. Remember, love is an action. 
not just some mushy, abused word that's taken out of context. It is an action. So go and love on them by sharing the gospel with them. Share Jesus' love, Jesus' hope, what he has done in your life. Go and be an ambassador for Jesus. Go and be the ambassador that he's called you to be. Go and be the light. Thank you all for joining us here today at Healing Scars with Pastor Burton. Please like, subscribe, and share our podcast on any platform it is that you tune into us on. If you do have any questions, any prayer requests, or would like to know more about our ministry, you can find us on our website at bethelightsanctuary.org or on Facebook at Be The Light Sanctuary. Uh, You can also find how to contact us there, whether it's direct message or email. We look forward to hearing from you all. God bless.